The rewards of being an entrepreneur are many, but of all the ones I could list, I'll say that it's fun yet always fulfilling. It's fun to have the flexibility to set your own hours, schedules, and deadlines. It's fun to be able to go on that long-awaited vacation without having to ask permission, of course, or take that extra work hour out to flex your muscles a little. You see your business grow and evolve around you, and that is truly, deeply fulfilling. In this pilot episode, hear me voice my entrepreneurial journey, learn how Dory Stewart, the teacher, turned Dory Stewart, the entrepreneur. To those of you who don't know me, I'm the owner of Franchising Spot, where I help aspiring entrepreneurs find franchise businesses that meet their lifestyle and financial goals. I'm an entrepreneur who went from high school STEM teacher to building a multi-million dollar global brand. I did this through the world of franchising, something I have practiced for over 15 years now. My mission is to inspire women to find their space in the entrepreneurial world, to inspire and get inspired. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dory Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I have a deep passion for encouraging other female business owners to achieve their goals. I am so excited to share this platform as a way to build you up and cheer you on as you pursue your dreams. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. With the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast, I am thrilled to share the journey I and other inspirational women have taken to get to a place of fulfillment in their careers. These are transformational stories of leaving a soul-crushing nine-to-five job for a life of freedom. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. Welcome to the first episode of the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Dory Stewart, and I'm so excited to bring this show to you. It has been a long time coming, and the timing feels perfect. Every week, I will introduce you to incredible women who have gone from a traditional job to owning their own company. These women are ordinary women doing extraordinary things, and their stories are definitely worth telling. This show will also bring you business and marketing tips and inspire you to take action, whether to grow your existing business or to take the lead on a new entrepreneurial journey. Georg Hegel once said, Nothing great in the world has ever been accomplished without passion. Passion is the energy that drives us, and it is an invaluable catalyst for success. I feel that everyone has a passion that can become a successful business, and I think that learning about how other successful female entrepreneurs have done it and the strategies that come from these conversations can fuel your passion, which can turn into a thriving business. You might be thinking, Who the heck is Dory Stewart and what qualifies her to host a business podcast for women? 
For starters, I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur because I went from high school STEM teacher to building a multi-million dollar global brand. My background is in education. For 11 years, I taught engineering at the high school level. Throughout that time, I was the advisor of my school's after-school engineering club. My students would compete against the best schools in different areas of science, technology, engineering, and math. This job was a volunteer gig. It was something that I did without pay on the weekends, during the summers, and after school. At that time, I had my own children named Kaylee and Matthew, and after a while, I started bringing my own kids along with me to all of these events. It was amazing to see how excited my own kids got at seeing what my high school students were doing. One year, my high school students were to partake in a national competition in Orlando, Florida. I figured my kids would never forgive me if I went to the home of Disney and didn't take them. So I decided to make a family trip out of it, and we did the whole Disney thing. Even though I had brought them there to go to the theme parks, they were excited about the engineering competitions, and they wanted to compete too. That moment had me thinking about ways to get my own children excited about engineering. Matthew was only five, and Kaylee was only seven at the time. Kaylee, my daughter, was starting to struggle with math in school. I wanted to show her that when you apply math, really cool things happen, and that engineering is the application of math and science. Kids need to understand the difference between theory and practice, and I felt it was very important to show kids real-world applications of what they were learning in their math and science classes. I also remember that while teaching high school engineering, many of the girls that I taught would say to me, I wish I knew about this sooner. I would have started taking engineering classes earlier. Some of those students felt it was too late for them and that they missed the boat on taking classes that would help them get into a good engineering school. I felt that if we could introduce engineering to kids at a very young age and hook them in, show them how cool engineering was, that perhaps they would stick with it and ultimately apply for colleges and engineering programs and fill some of those engineering jobs of the future. Women are underrepresented in STEM and we make up only about 28% of the workforce. To my surprise that upcoming fall, I got a flyer in my kid's backpack asking for parents who had a hobby or business and wanted to teach an after-school program for a fundraiser. So I filled out the form and decided to teach an engineering class. I took what I was doing with my high school students, switched it up to make it more developmentally appropriate for the elementary students, and taught a civil engineering class. The response was fantastic. The kids had an absolute blast. The parents were asking for more. The principal asked me to come back. And I had someone pull me aside and say, hey, do you also offer summer camps? It's interesting how something so random could change your life forever. That was the beginning of a life-changing journey for me. I saw a business opportunity there, and I took it with both hands. I started a company called Engineering for Kids, and this business practically blew up in my small town in Virginia. My company offered more than just after-school programs. I began offering summer camps, birthday parties, and programs for scouts. I was offering civil engineering, mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, and all the other engineering fields. I even added programming and robotics to the curriculum. I also expanded my programs to more than just elementary school students. I expanded to preschool and middle school students, offering to kids between the ages of 4 and 14. At the end of that school year, I took a big, scary leap, and I put in my resignation letter at my high school to run my company full-time. Now, this was all happening in 2008, and back then, STEM was not yet a buzzword, 
At least in my home state of Virginia, engineering was only taught in elementary schools to the gift and talented kids. What was also happening in 2008, if you recall, was the Great Recession. Remember that? One of the worst economic declines in U.S. history and the collapse of the housing market. My friends and family thought I was nuts, and I don't blame them. There I was, quitting my teaching job to start a company in a recession, and on top of that, I was going to teach engineering to four-year-olds? Remember, back then, most people had not yet heard of the acronym STEM, so quitting my job to run a STEM education company seemed a little too dramatic. But I ignored all the naysayers and focused on building my company. I guess I was following the words of Gillian Tans when she said, starting a business is not for the faint of heart. You have to learn not to let your disappointments get you down and stay focused on the big picture. To my surprise, and everyone else's, my business started booming. Instead of parents spending money on sports camps, they were enrolling their kids in engineering camps. Parents had to spend their money wisely and felt that education was a good investment in their kids' futures. I started getting the interest of people from all over the world. People were asking if they could buy my curriculum or ask if I could bring the programs to their town. They were finding me by just Googling engineering programs for kids. This interest led me to begin looking for ways to grow my company outside of my hometown in Virginia. I knew that change was inevitable, and if I wanted my business to grow, I would have to embrace some changes. I decided that the franchising business model was the best way to grow my company. I started doing the work. I took courses, read books, spoke to consultants. I basically talked to anyone in the franchising industry that would give me their time. I earned my certified franchise executive credentials from the International Franchise Association, and the hard work paid off and I sold my first franchise in 2011. Ultimately, I grew my company to over 165 locations in 35 countries over the next almost 10 years, reaching over a million students. And in 2019, I received an offer to purchase my business by an ed tech firm that I just couldn't resist, and that deal closed in 2020. To this day, I pinch myself all the time that I somehow could pull off that level of success which has gotten me a lot of attention. I was interviewed for Forbes magazine. I was featured in Kiplinger magazine and the Wall Street Journal. I was a guest on live TV several times on networks like Fox Business and CNN Money. I was even listed as one of the most creative people in business by Fast Company magazine. However, my entrepreneurial journey has not been a string of successes. My journey has been tested with many twists and turns along the way, but resilience has kept me going. Something that only my close family and friends know about my journey is that I've had a few failed businesses. I've put myself out there to all my friends and family and said, hey, I started this new business, please support me, only to ultimately fail at those businesses. Even though I failed at those businesses, I think about a speech that I heard from Brene Brown. She said, I want to be in the arena. I want to be brave with my life. And when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. I like to think that I chose courage. When you think about starting a business, there might be self-doubt or even fear, but I have learned that courage is not the absence of fear. It is the ability to feel fear and still do it anyway. So it's okay to be scared. Do it afraid. Another thing that most people don't know about me is that when I started my business, I was working through a bad marriage. I felt a financial imbalance in my marriage, and my ex-husband often reminded me of that too. 
I was miserable and felt like I would not be able to leave and take care of my children on a teacher's salary. I took that lemon and made some lemonade. My financial inadequacies fueled me to grow a successful business. I feel very fortunate that I was able to get out of a bad marriage and be able to take care of myself and my kids. It has been a year now since I sold my company. This new chapter in my life is all about giving back. I'm giving back in two ways. The first is with this podcast. I hope that my story, along with the stories of my guests, will leave my listeners inspired and ready to take action in their own entrepreneurial journey. Second is a company that I founded called The Franchising Spot. I created this company so that I can help women navigate their way through the often complex and confusing world of franchising. I'm kind of like a real estate broker, but instead of helping my clients find houses, I help them discover businesses. My services are free, and I have thousands of businesses in my database. I can take someone's lifestyle and financial goals and match them with the right franchise business. Entrepreneurship has changed my life, and if you want, it can change yours too. Whether it is through starting a business on your own from scratch, or if it's creating a franchise company with the support of a network, both are fantastic options. I would love to be able to help other women become business owners because I believe that everyone has a passion that can become a successful business. There's a quote from one of my favorite motivational speakers, Mel Robbins. She says, everything in your life is preparing you for something that hasn't happened yet. Oh, I find that message so powerful. When I look back at my crazy, winding entrepreneurial path, both the successes and the failures, I believe it all led me to where I'm supposed to be today. And that place is to help other women on their journey. Thank you for listening to my messy story. And I hope to see you on the next podcast episode of the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. Are you looking for a group of female entrepreneurs like you to ask questions and bounce ideas? Be sure to join my exclusive community for She Turned Entrepreneur Insiders on Facebook. We could all use some extra support. You can find the link at SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week.